Hello, hello. Welcome to the Back Porch Podcast. I'm Corey Dempsey. And I'm Andrew Beam. Yeah, so today we're doing a really weird episode. Yeah, strap in. This is going to be an episode about the use of music in torture. Or don't strap in. And how it's portrayed in media and then we're going it's going to be kind of a sprawling conversation but that's the general idea we'll get more into the genesis of how it came about and some of the research we did after our introduction here but we're also here with our good friend joe donlin joey what's going on man not much thanks for having me guys yeah man for sure and you say thanks so let's see how this goes (laughs) yeah how how do you feel about getting the bat signal for this episode how does that make you feel (laughs) Yeah, I'm uh, cautiously excited. Um, <laughs> I don't. A, that's know. probably a good way to be. Ca- cautious optimism is probably a good way to put it. Uh, we are co- cautiously optimistic that we are going to do this topic justice and not be super offensive, while also having some interesting things to say. I did text Corey earlier this week as we neared closer to recording this, going, "Should we? I don't know, yeah. but we're going to try. It. We're forging um, through." <laughs> and so this week. Beam, what are we going to be drinking? Okay, so I don't know. This borderline is borderline offensive as well. Um, so in terms of trying to find a, a beer that's that's that is themed that 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 would fit a theme, this theme is I think would be a little difficult. And we're thinking about anything metal. We're we're reinterpreting it to our thing. It's are you not entertained by Magnify Brewing out of New Jersey? It is a imperial sour brewed with watermelon, cherry, coconut, and vanilla. Comes in at eleven percent, which I think is probably you know the proper thing to be doing when we're listening, when we're going to be doing a podcast about songs to be tortured to. So I'm not going to open it, and we're going to enjoy this while talking about horrible things. So this whole idea to talk about the use of music and torture kind of came about early on and during quarantine when my wife and I, we were binge watching a bunch of shows and watching all the television because what else the hell were you going to do when you're just locked in your house? And we watched Ozark, we watched Homeland, Zero Dark Thirty, all these movies. And in every single one of them, there was a scene that included some kind of torture and there was often metal music playing during those scenes. And one of the things that immediately came to mind was like, I I kind of like all these songs. A, what the fuck is wrong with me? B, how do the bands feel about these things and their music being associated with this stuff? And I just, you know, I, I, these, these thoughts all came to mind and we're going to, you know, a little bit later, just analyze, talk about those scenes a little bit, but that was kind of the Genesis of the idea. I brought it to beam and he, I said, let's fucking do it. He, he he was on board. And so we kind of took off with this idea. We rewatched a bunch of scenes, you know, started thinking about music and its use in torture and thought about ways in which to do it in a non-offensive way. So, you know, one of the first things we should say off the bat is we are going to be making some jokes and talking about you know, some funny things for us, but at the same time, torture is a very serious thing, something that we don't agree with and something don't think that, should be used in real life ever. Yeah, something that is absolutely 
horrific that our country has done over the years uh you know obviously most recently the, the most notorious being guantanamo bay and just everything that happened there so yeah no we are not fans of that at yeah. all uh, we we think it's despicable but at the same time it is a thing that exists and so if it's a thing that exists <clears throat> like let's just talk about it think about it put ourselves in this situation and think about you know what music would <laughs> torture us effectively essentially <laughs> yeah i mean i gotta believe other people like other than us have these conversations we're just gonna put it in a podcast <laughs> and release it to the public is sort of the issue yeah like let, we're, we're just gonna put it out there this is a conversation that i'm sure people have had but yeah so in order to do this respectfully you know we thought it was important to put this into some kind of real life context so you know beam as the former reporter he did a lot of research on this particular topic and you know he's going to first start out by presenting some of these facts to us and we're going to react so Beam, go ahead well so a, a lot of it though is kind of already um laid out by a report that was done by the senate armed forces armed armed services committee and it discussed the use of music as sort of an interrogation tactic which we all know is basically just meant to torture people. That's it was just a, it was it was a nice euphemism for for the word torture, and it basically just sort of detailed about the fact that the prisoners that they detainees that they that they interviewed would say that it was pretty it was worse than physical torture that it would mentally break them and. You know, and these aren't just songs that you would typically think where if like you heard it, like, oh, my God, if I heard this song over and over, it would be tortured. No, they were doing things to basically get under their skin in a different way that would attack them, their 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 persons, basically their religious beliefs, their morals, their views, everything. And there's also a, a reporter, I guess he's a historian, investigative journal, uh, journalist um, from the UK, Andy Worthington. Uh, he had a blog called History of Music and Torture in the War on Terror. And he basically said that what they would do was introduce a lot of these detainees to Western music that they hadn't heard before. So put on Eminem's Slim Shady record, and they're losing their fucking minds because they're just like, oh my god, I don't, I've never heard these sort of words put into these sort of sentences. Uh, you know, just stuff they haven't done. You know, playing Christine Aguilera's Dirty. While, you know, female military personnel were like topless and giving them lap dances, like, you know, stuff that their religion has told them is forbidden, like things that they can't, that they would never do. And they're being forced to do it at their will. It's just another level of torture. So one of the guys he interviewed was a Sergeant Mark Hatzel. He said, you know, these people haven't heard heavy metal. They can't take it. If you play it for 24 hours, your brain and body functions start to slide. Your train of thought, thought slows down and your will is broken. And that's when we come in and talk to them. And yeah, that's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when I was thinking about this, I always felt like it was kind of a tactic to induce sleep deprivation and just put them in a really weakened mental state and thus will reveal whatever as long as this stops. And the problem is get some sleep. And the problem is, is that the goal wasn't to ever really get information out of them because they're not giving they're giving false information most of the time it's never like actionable information that they can use but it's just basically you know it, it gives them a way to be like hey we did something the way it actually started though was 
it was basically these techniques known as survival, evasion, resistance, escape. It was a program that was taught to the U.S. military. It's basically the trained personnel how to handle these torture situations, what is going to be thrown at them so they know how to act, right? Right. Unfortunately, what it ended up being was a way for them to learn how to effectively torture people, essentially, or to, to, to gain information. And, you know, another quote here is designed to stim- simulate conditions to which they might be subject if taken prisoner by enemies that do not abide by the Jiva con- conventions, which, as we all know, that was sort of the, what was laid out after World War II, you know, as to what is and isn't acceptable <laughs> in terms of the art of war. And here we are, you know, something that we were a part of, I think we were very instrumental on, yeah. In creating and drafting and signing and just getting, you know, getting signed, um, we're straight up just violating. At this point, the, another thing that you brought up was you wondered what these artists thought about, you know, their music being associated with this. Imagine what they must have thought once they heard, like, someone like David Gray's Babylon was used. Like, which is such an odd song to me to be used for torture, but I'm assuming the the name Babylon and just everything he sings in that is probably what they're get, aiming at here. Yeah, absolutely. And he actually commented on this. He said, the moral niceties of whether they're using my song or not are totally irrelevant. We are thinking below the level of people we're supposed to oppose, and it goes against our entire history and everything we claim to represent. I would probably argue against our entire history, but the second part, yes, which we claim to represent. Um, It's disgusting, really. Anything that draws attention to the scale of the horror and how low we've sunk is a good thing. And he also, I thought this was sort of a good point, um, because I know... We sort of talked about, is there, you know, if I love a song, could I really truly be tortured by hearing it so many times in whatever condition? Because that's the other thing is that when they're put into these situations, it's in, sometimes in a darkened room, strobe lights, you're shackled, you're, you know, you've been shackled for several hours. You know, it's not just hearing the song. You know, some people, some prisoners would say that it drove others to the point of insanity where they're literally banging their head against the wall just to get it to stop. But David Gray went on to say this to kind of address the, you know, what if it's a song you enjoy? You know, he said, what we're talking about here is people in a darkened room, physically inhibited by handcuffs, bags over their heads, and music blaring at them for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That is torture. That is nothing but torture. It doesn't matter what the music is. It could be Chosky's Finest, or it could be Barney the Dinosaur. It really doesn't matter. It's going to drive you completely nuts. So, and I just think it's important that we bring it up because, yes, we're going to be making jokes, but it is important to bring it up that this is a real thing. This is a thing that we as a country did. Uh, you guys want to hear the list, the top 11 songs that were used? Yeah, yeah I'm, like I'm very interested. So, again, from the Mike article, The Real Slim Shady by Eminem. Makes sense. I could okay. see that, yeah. right? Take Your Best Shot by Dope. I listened to the song. Yeah, it's a little heavy. I don't know. I don't know why that song in particular. Dirty by Christina Aguilera, which I mentioned earlier. Zik Rayadi, uh, and then parentheses, My Memories by Mohammed El Kasabji. Kasabji? Yeah, it was basically just meant to give them some familiar music and sort of attach it to sort of <laughs> this sort of scenario that they're in. Uh, and then obviously we mentioned Babylon by David Gray. Uh, I Love You, the Barbie theme song, or the, the Barney theme song. Or one of the Barney songs. Saturday Night Fever by the Bee Gees. The, what is it, Purina? The, the cat? Purina. 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 Yeah, the Purina. Oh, like the, the Pur- yeah, the Meow Mix theme song. Oh, okay. That was used. Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. Fuck Your God by Deicide. And uh, We Are the Champions by Queen. It seems like more of a flex than a... We Are the Champions? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess more of that pounding that I like... 
okay. I could see that. Like that, that just yeah. feels ominous coming at you after a, a while. And, like really let that rock out of the back of the trunk and. Uh, yeah. yeah, Joey, what are you, what are your thoughts overall on this this whole thing? I mean, you know, I'm uh, I'm kind of learning as we go, so <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, you know not new information to me, but I uh, I appreciate the history lesson being. Actually, you know what's funny? The what's funny? author of the Barney theme song Barney? actually had a com- actually had a comment on this. Uh, he said it's absolutely ludicrous. A song that was designed to make little children feel safe and loved was somehow going to threaten the mental state of adults and drive them to the emotional breaking point. The idea that repeating a song will drive someone over the brink of emotional stability or cause them to act counter to their nature makes music into something like voodoo, which it is not. I don't think the author of the Barney theme song really understands his own music and its effect on people, specifically adults, because Barney drives people insane. Often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Like, like, If I heard the I Love You or just that, that's the theme song of the show, isn't it? I think so right i haven't seen barney in quite some time i i don't think yeah it's it's been a minute i know the song but either way if i just heard that over and over and like say you just had like strobe lights blinking at me while i'm hanging upside down for like 15 hours yeah i would see banging my head against the wall i get that yeah i'd argue any uh whoever wrote any kids theme songs or kids like uh movie like songs like i've heard let it go way too many times i I feel like i'm almost being tortured by let it go so like let it go it's like you know that's like a people love that song though they they do until they have a kid and you've watched the movie a hundred times and then you just really want to let it go (laughs) you just want to let it go so i do want to read one other quote from a guy who just doesn't seem to get it and it's actually another it's another one of the guys that's on that list of 11 is his name uh, Steve Ashheim? But he said, these guys are not a bunch of high school kids. They are warriors, and they are trained to resist torture. They're expecting to be burned but with torches and beaten and have their bones broken. If I was a prisoner at Guantanamo Bay and they blasted a load of music at me, I'd be like, is that all you got? Come on. I certainly don't believe in torturing people, but I don't believe playing loud music is torture either. It, it's such a classic case of just someone talking out their ass about an experience that they have never or will never have with such a privileged sense. Like it happens all the time. It's just like, I, I could fucking deal with that. Like, and also you, you don't know at all. Like that's an impossible thing to even fucking fathom. You can't say that. Like yeah, that, that makes you look like a huge asshole. I'm not here to stereotype, but you know, I hear that from a guy from some sort of heavy metal band that tries to act all tough and give off this really tough um, exterior and, I was not surprised to see that quote from him. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Do you want to know what drowning pool, the basis of drowning pool thought? Of Sorry, I do. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. because bodies hit the floor was also a song that was used. Okay. Um, he said people people assume we should be offended that somebody in the military thinks our song is annoying enough that played over and over it can psychologically break someone down. Which yeah, it would to me. Your music's terrible, but I take it as an honor to think that perhaps our song could be used to quell another nine eleven attack or something like that. Which it didn't. It never did. There was <laughs> there's literally evidence that it never really worked. That none of these tactics or any of these interrogations. I'm using finger quotes. You know, it, it, these interrogations never actually were successful in, in thwarting anything. I think or anything of substance. You know, to kind of change pace for a quick second. That was one of the Fair. major you know, knocks against Zero Dark Thirty as a movie. Zero Dark Thirty. I think this is a good transition, right, into what we need to go to. Yeah, Zero Dark Thirty, you know, 
it portrayed torture as getting valuable information that then led to the assassination. Is assassination the right word? Probably not, but the killing of Osama bin Laden. Depends on who you talk to. Yeah. Get, someone had a story that basically said this whole thing was bullshit, <laughs> like that none of what was told to us happened, but go ahead. You know, Dark, Zero Dark Thirty is a movie. It took some liberties, so I don't know how exact accurate it is, but-, but didn't they, Weren't they getting like some inside information that the public didn't know yet? Yeah. Yeah. To like, in order to write their story? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they used a lot of inside information. So I don't know how much of it was true, but, you know, people had some problems with the way it portrayed torture positively. Now, I didn't have that problem with the movie. I thought it did a pretty responsible job of showing the torture as something awful. Yeah. And it's just something that happened, like whether the outcome was what it was. It's just like, this is a thing that we did. I don't I, you don't want them to portray it if this is something that happened like if it's something that happened and it's awful, just make it look awful. Don't glorify it in the movie. Like, and well, I think didn't do that. Maybe they unknowingly glor. I, I mean, I don't fucking know. Maybe they un- unknowingly glorified it by the whole. Well, it worked because we're interpreting that scene as we, as you know, as our own opinion. Someone else could have seen that same thing and been like, "Yep, it's worth it." No, absolutely, and that that is an issue. But like, you know, when I watch that scene, I'm fucking horrified right no matter what came out of it i don't care like that was horrific and it makes me deeply uncomfortable watching that scene which i think is an indictment of that use and so like ultimately a responsible thing have you guys seen zero dark 30 oh yeah yep really good movie oh no i thought it was Uh, yeah it's great i thought it was a great movie also seymour hirsch is who i was referring to earlier the guy that wrote a whole story about basically saying what the what the what the U.S.'s story about how Osama bin Laden was killed was not exactly how it went. I tend not to believe anything the government tells me. Yeah, I take it always with a grain of salt. So, you know, I believe Osama. It's a, a fair way to take I, it. I I believe Osama bin Laden was killed by Navy SEALs. Oh, the details of how it happened, I probably yeah. don't believe any of it. Yeah. But hey, we do know, as we said, this this whole thing originated from a conversation in regards to. Yeah. Basically, torture scenes in in movies and the music that's used in it. So, Corey, let's go with what you uh, dived into. Yeah, so the two main ones that I wanted to pull up, think about, watch, react to are Homeland and Ozark. Hmm. Bethany and I, we, my wife Bethany and I, we we binge watch these shows quite a bit at the beginning of our quarantine experience. And, you know, both were really enjoyable. Ozark... All three seasons, really good. It's basically Breaking Bad, but what if the whole family knew and was in on it, not just Walter White? That's the way I kind of look at and Ozark. It was, and it was Jason Bateman, but not and Jason Brian, Bateman, Brian and not yeah. Homeland. The first two seasons are outstanding. I think it falls off a bit of a cliff after that. Personally, I didn't finish season three, and I didn't move on from there because I was not into it. But the first two seasons were outstanding. Anyway, let's get to these scenes. So Ozark. Episode four of season three, it's called Boss Fight. And in this, Marty Bird, played by Jason Bateman, he's kidnapped by the Mexican cartel. He's brought down to Mexico and he is put in a dark cellar and tortured with music. And the music that they ended up using was from an extreme metal band out of Los Angeles, California. Named Creed. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I don't even know where Creed's from. I don't know either, but Scott Stapp, definitely torturous as an individual. <laughs> so they used the music from a extreme metal band called Brujeria. And 
I got this little tidbit that I wanted to just get your guys' reaction to about mm. the band. They perform under pseudonyms and portray themselves as a Latino band consisting of drug lords concealing their identities due to being wanted by the FBI. Okay, hold on. Uh, um, are they Latino? Two of the members are. So my reaction, the producers on that show had to dig hard to try and find this, or this was on their playlist, and then I want to know why. I mean, I think part of it had to do, they do sing most of their songs in Spanish, so I think it fit the Mexican cartel thing. Mm. Oh, yeah, which is, you know, I think that's probably what they were going for in terms of the show and what they were trying to accomplish there. That's fascinating. Yeah, I just, it, it also gave me like visions of war. Like just a. It sounds like a gore. I was thinking gore yeah. when you mentioned that. Yeah, just like an extreme metal band kind of playing up the characters. I know Slipknot did that as well. The whole thing with the masks and they still do it. Yeah, it, it's just a Slipknot thing. low key. All right. Yeah, that. What's that one record that they did? Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. yeah. Iowa is a fucking really good record. I don't <laughs> care what anyone says. So anyway, um, I'm gonna play that scene right now. So. I feel like if there was a, a Latino gang that also played in a death metal band like that, well, I guess that's not death metal, right? That's more just what they call it is death grind. Oh, okay. it is Jesus a combination of death metal and grind core, right? Yeah. So, anyways, that's if, what I found out. If there was a Latino gang death metal band or death, sorry, a death grind band, that's another tool in your arsenal. Like not only like that that I feel like would up your reputation. Like oh man, they make crazy ass music like this too. Don't fuck with them. Yeah, Joey, what are your what are your thoughts on that scene? Uh, I thought it was a pretty good breakdown. I mean, like they <laughs> <laughs> the way that they were kind of like getting the vocals to go, you know, with the you know with the the slaps of the bass drum and so I I don't know. It was I thought it was pretty tight. Marty Bird didn't seem to like it as much as I did. I, I think he was experiencing it a little longer than you were. <laughs> I think the fact that he was in a dark hole with bright lights shining on his face and eating maggots, I think that probably altered his experience. Yeah, but it looked bit. like rice, right? I mean, Wait, was he eating maggots or did the rice, like, did his mind trick himself Ooh. into thinking that they were maggots? That could be it too. You never know. Oh, that's true. That's interesting. I, I don't mean, know. I mean, I'm going to go with maggots, but. And that's what the, uh, the, that death grind music does to you. It, uh, Makes you think you're eating maggots when you're just eating rice and beans. I mean, it, it was one of those things where it was like, if it had been cut differently, but obviously, like, he started losing his mind, which is exactly how I think, obviously, this would go. Torture comes up quite a bit in Ozark. Um, and one of the things that I read that was really interesting was the actors talked a lot about how difficult just filming those scenes were. And again, it goes to that sense of... They're probably like, doing so many shots. And lots of takes of it. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I reckon it'd be really difficult. And It's almost like a simulation. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, they're acting and they know it's not real. But at the same time, like, if they're having a hard time with it, just filming this fake thing, imagine it in real life. It's got to right. be fucking unbearable. Like, just look at these experiences, know something, and then asshole reactions like the drummer of fucking DSA or whatever. DSI. That's what I'm – that's what – it's D-E-I – C-I-D-E. Oh, I thought you were saying like three letters. D-S-I. Yeah. No, no, it's oh, D-S-I. Right? Is that how you pronounce it? Do, do oh, we care? D-S-I-D, like killing gods. Got it. Oh, is that what like that is? Like a it? deity side. Oh. D-S-I-D, That's, that makes sense. No. Okay. okay. Didn't no, know that was a word. <laughs> so anyway, if you haven't watched Ozark, watch Ozark. Really good show. Good job, Jason Bateman. <laughs> Jason Bateman's great. You would, you know... 
you weren't sure what his range would be after Arrested Development, but he's got range. He's also turned into a pretty good director. I mean, he, yeah. he directs quite a few episodes of Ozark. He uh, directed the first couple episodes of The Outsider on HBO. You guys watch that show? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I have not. First couple episodes. Actually, I didn't watch after that, though. It, it, it's outstanding. I really, really enjoyed that. I need that, to watch more program. television, apparently. I, I don't know. I mean, I've kind of gone on. I, I go through waves with television where, like, I get really into something. But then usually when that's over, I have a hard time like finding my new show and then i'm just like yeah. fuck tv and then i'll just watch movies well see um, now that i've been doing this podcast with you i've been only watching movies and now now i'm like actually in the mode to like sit and watch like multiple movies anyway anyway let's move on so homeland the other I haven't scene. seen this show ever not once yeah right. me either what's it on showtime it is on showtime yeah. that is correct shout so, out to showtime i'll give you a little <laughs> I'll give you a little backstory. In the show, Nicholas Brody, played by Damian Lewis, he's an American soldier who was captured and held for eight years, and then he is released. Mm -hmm. And Claire Danes plays a CIA agent, and she fears that during his time, he may have been turned. Oh. So he is then being investigated kind of on the secret because there's this whole thing of like, oh my God, this hero is home after eight years mm -hmm. and there's that reception, right? but also this fear going on. So that's kind of the tension that's created within the show. Mm. It's, it's, it's quite effective for the first two seasons. I think it gets a bit played out after that, Oof. which is why the uh, third season was not very good, but the first two seasons are excellent. I would highly recommend them. In this episode, season one, episode five called Blind Spot. Brody is brought in by the CIA as they interrogate Hamid, who is one of his guards mm. from his time uh, as a prisoner of war. And basically, they set it up so that he is in the ear of the guy who's in the interrogation room so that he can feed him information right. that would be otherwise impossible for him to know. Right. So it creates this sense of like, oh, my God, they already know everything. Mm -hmm. And then they do this cool thing in the show where they show how then they turn it on him by pretending they know information about his family. So it's then information that he needs. Mm. And creates a sense of desire there. So it really right. breaks down in a cool way the nuances of what they're doing and how they're doing it psychologically. What the U.S. government actually did. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's it's horrible. It's the CIA doing it in this episode. Right. But it does, you know, it, it kind of breaks it down for you and makes you understand what is happening here. Mm -hmm. And I, right. I appreciate that from a film perspective and from a TV perspective. Right. So anyway, I'll play this scene. This scene includes music from the Hoboken, New Jersey grindcore band Gridlink. It is their song Orphan. I wonder if some of this is like a band's introduction to the world. Like no one else really knows of these bands, but these producers found them. <laughs> some it's... like A&R guy was like, hey, I got the perfect spot for you. It's a torture scene. But... <laughs> <laughs> It'll make you blow up. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I mean... It, from, Joey, you love that last song from the fictional I don't know if Latino love is a gang. Good name, but yeah, you said the word tight. It was a pretty tight breakdown. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from all my internet research, Gridlink does not to seem have much uh, going on. Oh, apart from this, so who knows? So that was almost kind of fucking with me. Just the, just watching that, I, I completely agree. I think the the lights that were going on, and apparently. 
Yeah, so the scene is basically the guy is in a chair. He's, he looks obviously beaten up. He's got some 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 scabs or whatever, some wounds on his face. So they weren't just straight playing the music. They would play the music, you know, huge bright light in his face, and then they'd turn off both the music and the light, and then both would come on simultaneously again, so just doing it in spurts. That feels like an even more, like again, effective way to really fuck with someone. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, you know, one of the things that shows in the scene is after the first time, he kind of shows like almost like he's dozing off again. And then when the music comes back, he's right back up. So which is another. Yeah, it, it's total sleep deprivation tactic. And I think that idea of like the the spurts would just make it so much worse because it's like, oh, it's over. And then nope. And you that just, weird sense of relief to only just have it come back and just never feeling safe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Joe, what, what are your thoughts? From a song perspective, I don't know if I like it as much as the other one. The production value is definitely a little higher, but if this gets their name out there, I guess, you know, you know whatever works. But do you think there's like a DJ back there or something that's like, this is like doing the pressing the play button and like throwing on the lights and yeah, shit? Do you, like, I don't know. Are you able to have a timer? That, like, does somebody have a gig that's like the CIA DJ that's just DJing the torture booths? Like that would be the, so fucked up. That would be the someone most who's running up job. Someone who's running lights as well. Like Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. You know how everyone like you you get into something that you love, right? <laughs> and then you know, often, especially when you're starting out, you have to take a gig that you hate. That's the ultimate worst fucking gig ever. You're the torture DJ for the fucking CIA. Unless you're into that kind of thing. Unless you're into that unless you're a member of the Bandia side. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, fuck that, that guy. Is. So the other thing that I think it actually kind of that it showed in this, and I actually saw this too in some of the stuff that I was reading, was not only is this agitating the detainee, you know, the person being tortured, um, it's doing the same to the interrogators are just like you know these the, the CIA members themselves or the, or the military some of them would describe situations where they were losing their own minds and it would make them come in even more agitated more angry you know not being any much less effective than they would have been whether they, whether they had a sound mind or not but yeah it would drive them insane too i agree the the cross cutting between him and the claire danes character and you know, I, I think it's really good the way that they show at the end how she she can walk away from that situation. She can. She can is walk it in away her house, and, or is she watching no, no, a no. live she, feed? She's she's in the. Uh, Wouldn't that be fucked up? That's in your really, garage, and you're just I'm, I I got to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> but but it shows how she can walk away and go get a glass of water, and you know, take some Advil for the headache that she it, definitely has. It almost made you feel like she was pouring that because you watch him finish his water. It almost makes you think that she's about to give him that water. I was like, I was, I was almost having like, oh man, she feels, oh nope, she's drinking that herself. Yeah, I, I think it's really good. Watch Homeland, really good show. Ah, all right, just the Sounds first good. two seasons. Just the first, just yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, if someone out there, you know, watches Homeland and loves it, tell me which seasons to move on to. I might just skip three or like read the synopsis and then move on. But three was killing me. I it's was, like the second season of The Wire. Just got to get through it. Got to get through it. I mean, I've I've come to appreciate season two of The Wire a little bit it, more. It makes like it once you watch more of it, you appreciate the that season. Anyway, so we want to do our lists. Yeah, I think it's time <laughs> to move on. Talk about our lists a little bit. So what we then began to think about after, you know, reading about this, watching its portrayals in media 
we started to think about what songs would really get under our skin and fuck with us kind of on that deep psychological level. So we each came up with some songs. We're going to present them to one another and ultimately try and narrow it down to the five. So let's get to it. Beam, what's your first song that is going to be very effective in torturing you? My first song, I wouldn't say, yeah, these are no particular order, I guess, at this stage. Yeah. But the one song that I know, now, I love this song. I love this hit band's first album. What I will say, though, is that I just feel like if it was used in this sort of situation, it might fuck with me to the point where I will no longer love the song and just associate bad things with it. And that song is Dig by Mudvayne. Suck on a motherfucking tailpipe. That is a lyric. <laughs> all right. Wow. <laughs> so, first of all, <laughs> you like that song? Okay, can I just say that if you had me listen to that twice in a row, I feel like I'm being tortured. <laughs> I was tortured for those three and a half minutes. That was terrible. <laughs> Again, like I said, that album is phenomenal. It's an underrated 2000s album. I think, I think it's properly rated. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever the rating is, LD50 was amazing. It takes you on a goddamn journey. All is all I'm saying. Oh my goodness! So, (laughs) why? What? What is it about the song that you think would really impact you in that situation? Well, one, it's a song that I love, so it's sort of that familiar feeling. Two, no, I I also felt like I needed to have a song that because that song actually, like on its own, like does terrify me in some ways because it's like that beginning. It almost sounds like it's a fucking chainsaw. Which the sound of chainsaws for some reason, I feel like I have some odd phobia with. So like to hear that, like you could just put that on a loop. That uh, uh, like whatever he's doing, I can't make that noise. But that, that alone is what makes Texas Chainsaw Massacre the fir- the original one so fucking terrifying. It's there's, just the sound. There's the sound, literally yeah. the Rock Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson has any an app that is an alarm clock, and you could wake up to just the sound of like a million chainsaws. And no, thank you. No, it sounds awful. But yeah, that might be one of my worst nightmares, other than being put in an oven. <laughs> just no it's all right just move on just move on <laughs> is it the space confinement or no it's heat? just that every surface around me is heating up and i have no escape <laughs> why is that a realistic scenario <laughs> it's not i, I just, get chainsaws like they're around I mean, didn't, it, hap- didn't it happen in, in or something oh well, maybe and yeah. sylvia plath put herself in an oven but like why would you be put in an oven i don't know it didn't happen in cube the movie cube Cube? Like, with J-Lo? Is that Cube? Am I thinking of the right movie? No, you're thinking of The Cell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. Okay. Anyway. Um, no, I, I also think it's sort of the obligatory metal song. And when I just... But when I think of a metal song that I know that, like, actively terrifies me... Like, that guy's scream, too, is brutal. To the point where he had to get vocal surgery numerous times because I, I don't know if he was properly screaming at all. But it just... I don't know. Everything about that song and just the imagery, too, that I can associate with that, seeing that music video. Because, you know, when I saw it, you know, you were younger and whatever imagination you had then, like, that that stuff that stuff would kind of freak me out. But I also loved it. It terrifies me, but I loved it. I don't care what you think about how much I loved it, but either way, I just know that that would it would be grating. It would break me down. As it should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Listen, you shouldn't care about what we think. That 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 is an important thing. But 
you know, should I think a little bit? No, we we've long talked about how <laughs> while our tastes in music overlap quite a bit, I also think you like a lot of really mediocre stuff. So like, <laughs> this is just where we are, and you shouldn't care that I think that. No, I I, I accept it. I lean into it. Yeah, like if you called me a snob because I only like certain things, like yeah, I I don't care. I yeah, cool. I mean, perfect example is our our Foo Fighters episode. Yeah, um, Foo Fighter Foo Fighter Drake episode, which oddly enough, really like scary stories too. Hmm? Is it called Scary Stories? The new oh, EP. The new Drake. Oh yeah. Excuse me. How am I like revealing something to you? I thought you were talking about how Drake really likes scary stories. <laughs> I mean, I hope you would. He made he made an EP called it. Just I was sitting just... around a campfire. He's like, "Who's got a scary story?" Like he's just, guys. Got, come on. Are you afraid of the dark no. on fucking repeat? You know, like how you know, like how some like rappers have like a blunt roller. Drake's got a scary story guy like on hand. <laughs> That's what I thought you were talking about. So I was confused. <laughs> All right, anyway. we, we want to get in yours? Yeah, so I'm actually going to present three in a row. Oh. And it's because they're Why? all they're all linked. <laughs> okay. They're all like the same thing. And when I when I am and, and one of them is one of your picks. Oh. So That's when I funny. when I thought about this, I, I immediately thought about annoying repetitive pop songs that mm-hmm. just have a way of already mm-hmm. infesting your brain. Mm-hmm. And they already kind of like make me go insane because they'll just pop into my head. I'm like, no, stop. Yeah. I don't no, stop it. One of the songs on this list I literally was like humming to myself today. Yeah. And like it's not that I hate it. I hate all of these songs. Ooh, okay. Well, and so wait, this is this is this is a list of hate. Except for one pick. Oh, I think I know which one it is now I'm seeing it. Yeah. All right. So the three songs or I'll I'll do them one at a time so we can actually listen to them yeah yeah that, that'll make more sense why, so, don't, why don't we do one of your songs and then the one, one of the songs that we, that we have shared and then we'll go yeah yeah so the first one that i'll present is blue by eiffel 65 <laughs> so uh, editor's note, we had to just stop that because the person who picked it and our guest couldn't fucking take it anymore. Yeah, full on. We're only went- <laughs> two minutes, two minutes and 15 seconds. That's how long you lasted. I full on went Jason Bate mode, Bateman mode, and I was just like, turn it off! <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. And I mean, one of the things is exactly what. I was talking about before is that it just has this way of infesting your brain and for no reason blue will just pop into your head and it's just like I hate that this is happening right now and then if they were just they're geniuses yeah Yeah. they are and that's clearly the purpose of the song like it has this earworm type quality where it just gets in your head and you can't do anything about it I don't I don't know if I've met a single person who enjoys that song but everyone knows it Joey, you were you, you were visibly angry about this. Uh, yeah, I was dancing a little bit too. Though. Um, but do you think somebody, who, if they were actually getting tortured to the song, they would come out of that torture room and be like, "Dude, wouldn't that be some shit?" Still have it stuck in their head, the even ins- though they were fucking going crazy to it. Well, that would be the insanity, as they just kept singing that song over and over life, again. They're just, and it's just humming it. Under what if they breath? learned how to recreate it and remixed it and then went global? The other thing I wanted to note here is for the longest time when I was a kid, I felt like there was this 
alternate theory because they say I'm blue daba dee daba die. I always heard of this theory that it was I'm blue. If I was green, I would die. Yeah, I heard that too. But that I didn't was, hear it when I was listening. No, to it. not at all. No, not no. Well, that's also because I know now. Yeah. But then also too, when I remember hearing, like, because I I heard the same thing, um, or I I didn't hear that. That's what other people were saying to me. I was like, oh, is this just gibberish? Which yes, it is. Um, absolutely, it's absolutely gibberish. But then when someone told me, they're like, oh no, it's, it's if I was green, I would die, and I would, that's all I want to hear. Like I don't. <laughs> the other part, it's daba dee daba die. I'm just like. Like a deeper meaning to it. You yeah. just needed something deeper than just being blue. What exactly does green mean? Are we just talking about like in cartoon, you know, themes here where if someone's green, they're getting sick. Blue, you're cold. I don't know. I have no idea. And that that's the Is other- he cold? Is that what it is? Is it what's the con you said there's a concept. This is a this is a the- a concept song. So that's the other thing I hate about this is it's the dumbest, worst song in the world, but it thinks it's so high-minded by telling the story about a blue man. And it's just like, really? That's what we needed? <laughs> I mean, have you checked out the rest of the album? Is this like a concept album and this just kind of fits into part of the whole story? Like, maybe we're not getting the whole story. I think I know what I'm doing tonight. I will tell you one thing is that my parents bought me this record when I was a kid. and Did I- they hate you? Do they hate you? <laughs> That was the thing. It pissed me off so much. I'm like, do you know me at all? What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, oh, he likes music. We'll just buy him this record. It's Every- a popular record. I'm like, everyone loves Eiffel 65. <laughs> I can't believe that he wrote a record. That it's not just one song. Like that there was an there's an entire record of seemingly music that is just like this. It's it's, it's wait, a remark- did you did you listen to the whole thing? No. I never I could I can't sit through this song. You, you want me to sit it? through a whole can album? We, yeah, can, can we? we? <laughs> can I borrow it? <laughs> I can guarantee you I do not have that CD anymore. What do you think what do you think you memory. did with it? Do you think like you just threw it out carelessly or I, I didn't like get rid of it knowingly. I oh, know I okay. don't have it. Yeah. But I know that I didn't like in a fit of rage throw it in a fire or something. You know for sure you don't have it. Yeah. Do you, do you, like is it like is it one of those things that you notice? You're like, oh, well, this no, is gone I, from my collection now. You know, you know that I have this like stupid brain mm. where I can just like recall things, and I can. I don't know if that's stupid. I think that's good. Well, I think it's stupid because while I do that, like the other day when I left, I left my phone here. So like, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, no, you left. I, I think it's a stupid things. thing because what I remember is useless pieces of information, like that I had a fucking Eiffel 65 CD. And maybe also the fact that most of the things that come out of your mouth are movie quotes. <laughs> right. But, you know, I have, I, I, I pretty much know my CD collection. I, I can picture it on my shelf and I know what's in it and I can tell you that Eiffel 65 is not a part of it. Anymore. Thank you. Anymore. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> Anymore. All right. So, <clears throat> Beam, let's go to our overlapped one that also shares this theme. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to guess. Is it Barbie Girl by Aqua? It is Barbie yes. Girl by Aqua. Okay. I don't mind that song. Listen, I don't either, but like, again, it goes back to the, I don't know, listening to it now, I I, I definitely don't like it because I just can realistically, I don't think it sounds like that. I'm, I mind it. <laughs> <laughs> I very much mind that song. The the dueling vocals between this high-pitched girl and this like deep bass voice that comes in randomly, like that whole thing annoys me. The the vocals just purely annoy me. I do think the beat's okay, but like 
I I cannot stand it. And if I had to listen to that voice for hours and hours and hours, I would I would pull my hair out. Touch me here, touch me there, <laughs> kiss me here, hanky panky. Yeah, I just can't. also hanky panky. The song is just like that is I that, like that alone. I think if I heard that, I'd just be like, no, stop. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't deal at all. I I I hate that song so much. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't my favorite. You know, still isn't my favorite. But for some reason, when I was putting together this list, this is the first one that was on there. I was just amused, like if 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 the, if you just kept playing that song. Actually, that's another one. If you just did the bright light, like the intermittent thing on me. Oh yeah. With this. Yeah. Just just you need- like that bass, like burr, burr, burr. I'm just like, oh my god, no. <laughs> you definitely need the right torture DJ for this one. <laughs> Dude, and it, it, it again has the earworm type quality to it because as this soon, is the song I was humming this morning, yeah. Yeah, and every time it comes into my head, I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world, but it happens in her voice. The voice in my head turns into that voice, yep. and I can't turn it off, and I fucking can't stand it. It, no, it what, drives me nuts. What upsets me now, so number one, I think that that voice actually somewhat matches what I believe Barbie would sound like if she was a real person, like what she might sound like, I think, in, in Toy Story. Uh, Ken in Toy Story sounds exactly how I think Ken would sound. Mm-hmm. In this one, he sounds like some rough Italian dude. Um, when actually they're from Denmark, but like, I don't know. It just that upsets me to, on a deeper level. Yeah, when he comes, uh, hello Barbie, let's go party, and I'm just like, please Ken, don't. Ken doesn't sound like that. I know, and it's so creepy. I just hate it. I, I no. It's a big yeah. no for me. What is that song really about? Is it really just about like role play? Maybe is it a cosplay track, Joey? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I thought it was about um, being overly materialistic. Oh, I thought so. I, I think you that- think there's actually like deep social commentary. Yeah, yeah this? something like that. Yeah, like maybe I'm not giving them enough yeah. credit. There's a whole album. It's <laughs> well. Is it a concept album? <laughs> okay. It was weird. I said to my coworker that this was on my list and he goes, Oh, Aqua did that song? And I was like I like I was busy, so I didn't like stop and be like, Hold on. You What, <laughs> what else what do you song? know by Aqua? Come on. Wait, what do you know by Aqua that somehow you don't know this song? Because this is the only song that I know Aqua has ever made. Oh, Aqua did that track? I love that band. Just, what? How is that a thing? I don't know. We're wearing masks. So, like, I don't know if, cut? like, he was just fucking. Yeah. I don't know if he was just, like, fucking with me, but, like. I'm going to need you to talk to this guy and immediately text me. He or loves- just, like, have the phone on so I can hear what this response is. Because this is shocking. We stuff. have very similar music tastes, too. Not the dad rock portion or the mediocre portion as much, but. The other stuff, maybe, but yeah. I, so when he said that, it was one of those things where, like, I didn't know how to react. Um, yeah, that's that's an appropriate reaction, I <laughs> <Yes>. think, <laughs> to that revelation. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't heard this song, I think, in about ten years until I decided to dig it back up and listen to it. We did listen to the whole song. Yeah, we made it through. I mean, I similarly have not actively listened to this song in forever, but like, well, I never said, actively. It, it pops into my head in that voice. And that is upsetting to me. Now it's, I'm bringing it back now, apparently. All right. So I'll go to my third one in this kind of concept of repetitive pop songs that drive me nuts. And that third one is Tub Thumper by Chumbawamba. What? This song's a fucking classic. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you.
All right, so I'm going to go to Joey off the bat here because while obviously no, 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 I think we need to talk about how wrong you are. No, yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, I'm that... okay with just talking about how wrong you are. This is a, a wonderful classic. By I, actually, it's it's a wonderful '90s classic. It invokes visions of uh, a '90s just drinking montage. Um, maybe a British movie. Train spotting is the one that I referenced, but uh, <laughs> you know, I think uh, you know it. It makes me happy, and I don't like that you're bringing into this negative energy. Yeah, I don't know why you have to insult this band like this by by putting this by putting a classic on this list. I mean, geez, at the end where they repeat, I get knocked down, but I get up again at least fifty more times. She's just softly singing in the background, pissing the night away, <laughs> like. That is, mm, that is that is beautiful. That you, is wonderful. You are describing what is so torturous about this song. I don't know how many times you can possibly tell me that you got knocked down, but you got up again and you're never going to keep me down. I got it the first fucking time, man. I, it it happens just way too much. Like I I really enjoy the little saxophone interlude in the middle. It's a nice respite. Is it because they're not singing? Yes. <laughs> because then it gets ruined when he comes back in and starts screaming about getting knocked down again. And I just can't take it. I can't take it when I listen to it. I couldn't take it if I was being tortured. Please stop telling me about being knocked down. I don't care. I, I stopped caring so long ago. Wow, I actually just I think, think he, he broke. I think he might be the only one, though. I, I think, I think, like, no, he's actually having an emotional reaction yeah. right now. It's breaking me down right now as we speak. I, I can't stand it. And, and actually, what you guys are describing, how much everyone loves that song, I think, is what makes me so much more insane. I know I'm that's like, the best part. Why, why are you not seeing this? Why are you not hearing what I'm hearing? Why are you not annoyed right now? I don't understand any of it. Um, because I'm an individual. <laughs> I don't. I, I just, I can't. I can't with this fucking song. <sighs> I don't know. I kind of want to play it again. You want to listen to it again, Joey? Please. please. I'm, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> I think you need a whiskey drink. Maybe a vodka drink. Maybe a lager drink. <sighs> I actually always thought he said a lot of drink. <laughs> <laughs> I need a lot of drink. <laughs> I need a lot of drink after listening to that fucking song. I, I, I can't. I wish everyone could have seen Joey's face when I announced this. Obviously, you can't, but... <laughs> If I had a still photo of the face he was making, I've it never would seen be, him so offended. Just, it would like, be perfect. Like I just like '90s alternative rock that much. Is that like, what that is? I would think that's kind of yeah, fits yeah. in that '90s alternative alt rock vein. Maybe the you know, late '90s alt rock, um, radio rock. But you know, this it is, would be on Sirius XM's Alt Nation. Uh, I was thinking, you know, 103.5, 103.9, The Edge back in the day. Um, <laughs> but, it was definitely on 92.3. Oh yeah, Fly this, well this song was all over the place. This it one was... transcended off of just the alt rock. This is uh, true. Radio station. Please stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one that brought it up, but you know, now that we have an opportunity to talk about it, I, okay. I feel like I'm cracking up right now. I need, I need another, I need a different song. Beam, can you play one that's like kind of good on your list, <laughs> please? No. Well, actually, I mean, this isn't a terrible song, but it's one that I feel like obviously will bring like. If I were in this sort of situation, the last thing I want to hear is like an overtly positive song or just like a cheery kind of lifty up kind of song. And one that's packed full of nostalgia. I mean, I don't know. When I saw the movie Grease or just when I think about the movie Grease, I have, de- I have fine thoughts. I like that movie. It's a classic. It's something that I think you can put on and it's, you know, 
it is what it is. It was it was a uh, it was a a product of his time, I guess, and just it was it was a hit, and I understand why. And the song that I'm going to play from that movie is "You're the One That I Want." I like this song a lot. Thank you. I really enjoy that song. Here's the thing. I enjoy that song too. It is a delightful song. But I will say that if I was just in a situation as if I was being interrogated or enhanced interrogations, I don't know if I would want to have this song playing. I feel like it would just make me, it would make me long for just being out and being in summer weather and at a, at a fair. I I would love to be at a, a fair on a Ferris wheel in the way they were. When you, when you put it that way, I actually get that because that, that song always fills me with great joy and the juxtaposition of that to the <laughs> situation I was currently in. Yeah, that would, that would be, uh, that would be hard to take. It would suck. <laughs> it would um, suck super hard. But also too, like, I don't know if I like it or if I would then begin to grate on me if I were to hear it in that situation when they were saying like the, I want it, I want woo. Like they do like that sort of weird, whatever that is at the, at the end, um, that sort of reach that weird falsetto point at the end of it. That would drive me insane. That, yeah. That, I mean, I, I just, if you want to know, if you want to know how to break me down world, anyone out there listening to it, that's <laughs> the way to do it. That and chainsaws. That and chainsaws. <laughs> and Pete put it up and apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, what are your thoughts on this track? No, I, I mean, I agree. I, I think, don't know if I have any new thoughts on it. I, I do think that is a brutal concept that, you know, if you're, uh, you know, you're to, to infuse the worst time of your life with something that's, so joyful. That's joyful. So joyful. Or, you know, even like might bring back memories or things like that that are just kind of like, you know, it's just going to tear you apart that, like, you know, this could this could be something that you'll never see again. You'll never get to experience this type of. Joy I could ever never again. Never and watch the, last the movie. Time you're gonna hear anything like this. Joy is while you're just you know being tortured. That that's pretty brutal. So yeah, I would say this is a good one. Yeah, I don't know. That just again, it is a great song. I fucking love Grease, and uh, yeah, it just it would it would get me. Listen, I wasn't there when Grease came out, so I don't know what the reaction was. But I feel like Olivia Newton John needs to be celebrated more now because she is a treasure i love olivia newton john and always will did she do much after this i don't know like in life she do like a workout video or something i feel like greece was a workout video for (laughs) large portions um i like greece that's not a knock against it but i just love olivia newton john i know more i now might watch greece after this greece is great it's great all right so i'm gonna go to my next pick and there's a lot to break down with this uh, I'm just going to introduce it. It is called Ain't Love Grand by Atreyu. All right. So there's three things that grate me about this song. And, you know, it's my obligatory metal pick, I guess, if you could call this metal. Um, Ooh, <laughs> sick burn. <laughs> And I think the main thing here in terms of being torturous is I used to like this band and I have to reckon with that. And it's something that I'm embarrassed of. And maybe that's just the snob in me, but that, that would be like a thing that would be a psychological terror to me that, you know, I have to deal with the fact that I used to like Atreyu, a band that has a song about black eyeliner and who wore black eyeliner. And it's just like every emo fucking stereotype that's awful they 
embody it and i i just no yeah his scream is terrible too like i would just be annoyed by listening to the man scream whoever these people are i don't know any of their names and hearing that and just being like this is just so bad and then just just remarking and critiquing it and then just having to to know i have to listen to this for however many hours that would that would drive me mad yeah Joey, I, I like this song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. I know. I, that, I, I mean, I, talk to us. It's a nostalgia factor. You know, it's kind of like you. I, I used to like this band a lot. I think I still do. I think a lot of it came from like playing guitar. I think guitar. I still do. I think a lot of it came from like playing guitar at that time and trying to learn like all the riffs and stuff. And they had like, I get it from that accessible perspective. Accessible riffs for like a 12 year old. Um, so, you know, metal riffs. Um, so, from that perspective, I, yeah. Big air quotes air metal. Quote metal riffs. <laughs> From that perspective, I like it. I, I can see how it can be torturous, but I don't. I don't think it's like metal enough where it would really like grind somebody down. And I think you know. The I don't think it vocals, would wear on me that yeah, much. Yeah. I don't think it's enough to really torture <clears throat> an everyday person. I think you have to have specific things like your uh, your nostalgia <laughs> factor on this. Yeah, someone would that really would... have to know you. You <laughs> actually, you're actually touching <laughs> so on like the. Well, if this Corey was the Dempsey, CIA, they yeah. would fucking know me. They're yeah. the CIA. Well, that'd be such a weird thing. They'd be like, all right, no, we went through his live journal. He hates Atreyu. (laughs) No, but back then I liked them. (laughs) It was probably glowing reviews about lip gloss and black or whatever the fuck that song is with the cool finger tapping thing. Yeah, yeah. Is that that why you liked it in the first place? Was it the finger tapping? It was that finger tapping in that one song that was like, yo, that's dope. And then I learned that like it's not that impressive at all. So then I was just like, okay, why do I like this band? Oh, I don't. There's nothing else <laughs> except for that thing that I thought was cool that actually isn't all that cool. They had a couple other good songs. <laughs> but uh, I mean, <laughs> regardless, I, I don't know. I think this is a very specific one to you. And um, I, I just don't see, like, I couldn't see it even being on like an episode of like, you know, CSI or something where they're like trying to get information out of somebody. Like it's not hard, hard enough. Like heavy this is, enough. this is where I would take the position of the guy from DSI, but like, this is all you got. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is, this is what you got. Yeah. No, right. no, and this is, this is my list. And so this is, no, no, you're right. This is, enough, yeah. this is a very, this is a very you list. Um, and if the CIA were to listen to this episode, they would be like, we know we could get him with. Now everyone knows that it's a Treo and most, more specifically, it's Chumbawamba. <laughs> Please don't play anymore. Actually, yeah, I forgot. Chumbawamba is significantly more effective. It would take, they'd be like, this is going to be the quickest day ever. Let's just <laughs> put on top thumping. <laughs> You yeah. don't need to break me down any further. One time through is enough. I will tell you he whatever hears, you want to know. He hears the intro. All right. No. All right. You yeah. got me. You got me. You only have to knock him down once. He's not going to get up again. <laughs> no, I'm not getting up. Please stop. I'm staying down. Oh, my God. Please stop. All right, Beam. What's your next one? Next on my list. See, I'm trying to figure out what to go with next. Do I want to go with the song that I just straight up hate or the song that I kind of like, but if you were to play it? I would be absolutely terrified of something coming at me. I think I'm going to go with that one. So the next song I'm going to play here is Techno Syndrome, parentheses, Mortal Kombat. Yes, the Mortal Kombat theme song. Oh, hell yeah. By the Immortals. So we did a lot of reminiscing during that uh, about the game Mortal Kombat. But if I were in, again, I'm, I'm placing myself in a situation where I'm in these dark, musty 
sells. And I, this song comes – it is so aggressive. It is an incredibly aggressive song. If they did the thing where they kept turning on the music in intermittent bursts and the guy just kept yelling Mortal Kombat Mortal at me. Kombat! Yep, that would break me pretty quickly. Very, I don't know. Very quickly. Also hearing like, finish him. Like, <laughs> ah, yeah. I would be – just put me in complete darkness and I'm just hearing finish him and just that music behind it. Fuck you. Like that's (laughs) over that. Also the, that that whole noise, the sound effects from the game. Yeah. Which I I just learned about. That's really cool. Woof. That would, that alone, that's just on the, this on, it hits so many different points of just like that that part would annoy me another part would terrify me and then when they just start naming the characters i would that i probably would just be repeating that like that would break me to the point where that those would be the only words that come out of my mouth <laughs> wow this is kind of like i feel like multiple stages of my youth are what would torture you guys like <laughs> I, I used to love this song i used to love mortal Kombat. i used to love chumbawamba i love <laughs> 90s alt rock and then uh, we talked about Trey. I, I don't know. You guys are just shitting on younger <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Listen, this isn't intentional. Is that why you brought me on here? <laughs> yes. Is this so an we intervention? Could, it's so you? we could mercilessly attack your taste in shit. Yeah. We actually are the CIA, and this is our. We're oh members. But yeah, I this 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 song in particular, and just thinking about all of that, and it like fits the theme of just like. There's some motherfucker challenging me to test my might, like oh, over that, and over. That was an awesome part of the game, though. Was when you were in between, you know, your fights. There was this, that, that test your might part, and it was like a thing where you just tap the buttons as fast as you fucking could and tried to fill up this bar. And, but I mean, I I understand if you didn't play it all that much, you know, might not get it. Like, uh, oh no, no, I do. I I love the game. It was a great game. Listen yeah. again, the childhood memory <laughs> part too. That might come up as well, but. I don't know. Now it's like I'm being challenged and I'm not, I think, in a position, at least if I'm being, again, enhanced, ter- interrogated, I don't think I am in any, any position to test my might. No. My the- my bar, my <laughs> life bar is slowly draining. Yeah, very, very low. I think what you, what you just touched on, I think it would be another <clears throat> idea of this juxtaposition of like the joyful memories of playing Mortal Kombat in your youth. And now you're in this situation. Take what I love, use it against me. Yeah. It works. That 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 would be painful. That would that would be painful. All right, man. I see what this one is, and I'm ready for it on a few different levels. But I yeah. also get it. I mean, I love this song. I love this song to the core of me, and it offends me very deeply that it's often mentioned on like the worst songs ever list. And so it is called We Built the City by Starship. Can I start this? Fuck you guys. (laughs) This is definitely an attack on me, and I don't appreciate it. Adult Joe loves that song. And I listen to it with my daughter all the time. So Listen, adult Corey loves this song. Every Corey loves this song. I adore this song every beam loves this song 
It's I mean, I don't know song. about my whole family, but <laughs> it's a great song. Why I have it on this list is I feel like they could get to me so easily if they just started attacking this song because it makes me so upset when I see it on like worst song ever list, which it does appear on often and I can't stand it. And what? It makes me mad. Yeah, yeah. I don't under- I don't get it. Who's writing these lists? Yeah, let's Dude, find them. Look, yeah. look, look, look and make them up. listen to this. No, right. you know what? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, it's another thing where it's just so joyful. It would completely ruin the song, and that would upset me very, very much. I love We Built This City. It is amazing. And this is just a really quick aside. How good is New Girl when they're doing the, We built this schmitty on Tootsie Row. Wait, what season is that? I think it appears quite a few times, but it's yeah. like... It's like a flashback. Thing, yeah. Right? I don't know. Oh, okay. It's when he was Fat Schmidt in college. Um I don't remember it as much. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. I love that. But I I love this song and it would completely ruin it. And if they started talking bad about it, like people have, it would upset me to my core. (laughs) So they'd be playing the song. You'd be like, they just get in your face. And you'd be like, song's fucking trash. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And like, if they were doing that, I would, I would be, I would freak out. I'd start yelling at them and then they would just have me in their clutches. Wow. Wow. All right. And this is what I thought about when I thought about this list. I was like, if they attack Jeff, if they attack Starship, I'm going to lose my shit in your direction. The visual of you just getting waterboarded with a guy in your face saying, Streaming fuck you back at Starship sucks. We built this city. It's a fucking trash song. And you're like, I'm trying to fight them while I'm being waterboarded. It's just, it's. And I don't know. It sounds like it would happen. Cloth, and you're like, "Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you." I'm not even fuck youing about the waterboarding. I'm it's fuck youing about Starship, and we built this. I'm going to tell you everything you want, so you let me out of these restraints, and I will fucking end you. I I just I couldn't take that. It would, if it, it yeah, Starship, we built this city. <laughs> fucking legendary. I, I mean, I could it. also like see this song and put it on that that scene from Ozark and I could just see Jason Bateman just being like, stop! <laughs> like, if I just kept hearing we built this city on rock and roll it over and over. It would take him like three more days before he got there, though, because the first like two, he just you know he's gonna be like, around. Yeah. <laughs> like, he would just be all about it and then I, unless Jason Bateman or um, whatever his character's name is in Ozark Oh, Marty Bird. Oh, Marty, Marty Bird. Sorry. Yeah. yeah uh, if, if 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 Marty Bird actually was in the camp of I hate this song, like we I don't we don't know. Maybe he thinks this is one of the worst songs ever. Oof. All right. So you guys were calling this into question. So I'll just read Wait, this quote. We were in 2011. A Rolling Stone magazine online readers poll named "We Built This City" as the worst song of the 1980s. The song's winning margin was so large that the magazine reported it could be the biggest blowout victory in the history of the Rolling Stone readers poll. People are dead wrong. I don't understand who these people are, but it's I want apparently wanna, all of America. I, I want because all of America reads Rolling Stone. I want to fight them all, and this is what I'm talking you about. You have to fight everyone. <laughs> <That's a problem. laughs> like this is what I'm talking about. I don't understand why people don't love this song. So if someone was in my face saying the song sucked. It would break me pretty quickly because I would. I don't be know if it'll break you. It up. seems like it's giving the opposite effect, where you would be even more defiant. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Would it, it would be really. I funny would be really upset, I and I don't he, like being upset. I think yeah. it would. It would. You would be upset, and then it would. They would just keep going, and then at, at some point you're gonna be like, you know what? 
fuck you and just start screaming the lyrics back at them. <laughs> Even when the song is not on, you're just screaming it back at them. And well, that would mean I was an insane person because I want to see screaming that scene. lyrics at people who are torturing with me. So, you know, either way, this is why it's on my list. I, you know what? I want to see that movie scene now. <laughs> yeah. That's actually wow. something I want to see. Yep. I'm with you. As a movie scene, not a real thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you for that. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> is this your last one? This is my last one. All right, let's do it. So, this is just pure hate. Like, all right. So, if I, I think this is, I just thought of this as, as I, we were getting, as we were getting through We Built This City and how much we all love that song, I was thinking that if you played everything that I named on my list and then we got to this, this is where I think I would just like, I would end it. Because then I would just, I, out of pure hate, I, you would just break me down totally. Because I don't know. That's, that's, that is probably the most psychologically effective way to do it. And it's the song Ho Hey by Lumineers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that song. That's that's really how I truly feel about that song. Fuck that song. Yeah, I completely agree. I I, <laughs> I hate it. And you know, the main thing for me is that it just represents this terrible era that was considered folk music, where Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros of Monsters and Men, Mumford and Sons, and some of those are actually kind of good. But like, there was this era where it's just this generic folk. That it, isn't really folk music. It doesn't and, feel like it's derived from anything, really. Like, there's nothing I could say, like, you know what? I feel a little Bob Dylan in that. Yeah, and, like, it just shits on everything that's actual folk. And these fucking basic normies are like, oh, I love folk music. Like, the Lumineers. And it's like, no! Basic normies. That's not fucking folk music. <laughs> and Basic normies. <laughs> that... <laughs> I don't it know, man. That might be a point me. against you. <laughs> yeah. It just upsets me that, like, this exists and this is considered folk no, music. <laughs> a lot of the anger that it, that it derives from is, is – or that for me that it derives from is uh, that people enjoy this shit. I have friends that are like, oh, I love this, where it's like if I hear one person go, oh, I want to punch him right in the throat. <laughs> like you stop that and you stop it now. The next word out of your, out of your mouth is, hey, it's over. Like, I, I don't know why. It's just... It's because it, that friend is a basic normie. I don't know what no, you want. No, I know. Um, <laughs> Did you make that terminology up or is that a thing? No, that's a thing. I'm okay. sure. I've, I've heard basic normie before, I think. Or at least those two words before. People being basic is definitely a thing yeah, and I've people being normies are definitely a thing. So, like, a basic I, I just normie? Okay. put it together. I don't know, man. Yeah, it sounds right. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the sound of that fucking tambourine would sound like fucking spurs on a fur on like a cowboy boot that's going to go directly into my face like that's that's what i that's what it that's what it feels like when i hear that hear that noise and just like yeah it's just all of it's so bad and i'm not just trying to pull this on here just actually you know what i am just putting that song on there just to talk pure shit about it but also it, it would be a song if you were to put that on it would it would drive me insane so yeah it would be really effective for me too i mean i basically flip that with we built this city and someone's in my face singing the lyrics to this and like oh it's so good that that yeah i would break <laughs> <laughs> I, I think i said this to someone the other day that this was a song that was on there for me and they're like oh and i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> like, like it was Don't the clench fish it. meme it was the from arthur like you're just like oh my god <laughs> so now what we're going to do is we're going to try and look at our lists here 
and I think we could figure this out fairly quickly. What would be our the top five here? All right, so I'm just going to go real quick. For me, the five in that are, I mean, Barbie Girl Aqua has to be on there because we both chose it. Yeah. The Lumineers Hohei for sure. Wow, okay. Yeah. For me, Tub Thumping has to be on there because of the deep psychological effects it would have on me. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Joey and I almost kind of outrank or outnumber you here because we both love that song. Yeah, for sure. Tell me you couldn't see a scenario in which it was effective torture. <clears throat> I cannot. Listen, you can make an argument <laughs> for any of these songs. Yeah. I think any song, but in that the song, world. yeah. <laughs> if you, if you but that right, song in particular, you have the right torture DJ. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that song in particular, I don't know. All right, fine. I think I can handle that one. Then the Lumineers. So we got it would be definitely Lumineers. So that's on there. Barbie Girl, definite. I'd yeah. go Mudvayne because I hate that song. I would go Mudvayne as well because I love that song, <laughs> but it's the Chainsaws. Blue Dabba Dee, Dabba Die is on there. I got to give a vote to that as well. Yeah, that's got to be on there. That song is grating like pretty terribly. You know what? No, keep going. Where are we at? Four now? Yeah. And then I think the fifth one. I don't know, Joey. What do you... I this is this one's hard. What was the other pop song that you had in there? I don't know. I guess that was it. That was Chumba Wumba, which you guys outranked. Which me. I don't know now. I'm just because it hurts you so much. It hurts me deeply. I think the other one might be We Built This City because of the scenario in which we all love that song and the scenario in which I described in which someone was hating on it, which apparently large portions of the population do. I think that would work as effective torture for all of us. You don't think you don't think the Mortal Kombat theme song, like if that came on and you're just in a dark room and you're just hearing finish it. Well, that's the thing is and, and this, is, this is ultimately where I want to leave this podcast is that. You put any song on in torture, right. it's going to be effective. Like, mm. torture just sucks. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, you know, Barbie Girl, Blue, Hohei, Mudvayne, we built this city. That's how I feel at the end of this. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could agree with that. Yeah. That I almost... I almost want to put tub thumping on there though, just because it. Act, I, I, I've I've never it, seen you act, react like that before. Yeah. No, I, I I get it works. Like I'm telling you, if you want my number one, that is it. <laughs> like, and again, please don't, please. Don't. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even joking. Like I can't do it. I just. I, yeah, I think you're like visibly sweating. Now. Yeah, yeah. I am. My my armpits are like wet, and I don't like it. Mine are too, but that's just a, a forever thing. <laughs> no, but I I think those are our five. I I think I, no, I would agree with that. We built this city, so I would say in this order: Dig. If you open up with Dig, okay. Barbie Girl, just to switch to something like overtly sugary and poppy. All right. And then Blue, Dabba Dee Dabba Die, and then end it with. We built this city. Oh, no. And then we built this city. And then Hohei. Yeah, Hohei's got to be at the end. Because that is the ultimate fuck you for whoever is doing this to us. To us specifically. I'm sure for some people, they would not mind. They would so do, much. oh my gosh, some relief. <laughs> <laughs> like, this would be the song that they look forward to. Yeah. 
Because it's it's their one moment of joy. That banger is the closer in the set, right? Yeah. <laughs> for some people, not for us. Encore. Encore. <laughs> so can I just name... So I had other ones in the running. Can I name the ones that didn't make the cut? Go ahead. I think the Grease one should have been in there. But go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I agree, but I'm willing... So I was going to make an argument for it. But I'm willing to concede we built this city since it's a similar effect on Corey. Yeah. yeah and to so. where you... I mean, think about it. You, you, the connection with your daughter on this. Yeah. Imagine that. You're, that that's going to, I'm sure, play in your head a little bit. Yeah, sure. For me, yeah, I just think, again, it's going to be one of those songs. You get it played over and over. And if someone said, you know, we built this city, but don't fucking finish that sentence. <laughs> so, but, so the ones that I did have on here. Uh, Wake Me Up When September Ends by Green Day. I don't know why. I just think that it's, it was one of the songs that this is such a terrible song that Actually, Time of Your Life by Green Day. If I saw one more graduation video with that fucking song on it, oh my god, I'm gonna freak out. I love that song. Yeah, I hate it. It fits well. You hope that they have. It's rude. Really? Yeah, it's it's the obvious choice. I I get it, but if I have to watch one more of them, I'm going to lose it. Yeah, maybe we should have put that on there for you. Um, The other one I have here, Down With The Sickness by Disturbed, Ooh. just because, I, again, obligatory metal, and if I were just to hear the thing yeah. over and over, I think he like opens up the song, too. He's like, oh, shit. Dude, you feel it? Yeah. Really not not a fan of Disturbed. Is that the song where he's like talking about his mom beating him? Do you know that? Where he just like goes off on a crazy riff, and it's like him screaming as a child? Nah. I gotta be honest, I never really dived into the lyrics of uh, Down With The Sickness. Yeah, right. Cool, just me. <laughs> Alright. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, Brick by Ben Folds 5. Huh. Just because it is absurdly depressing. It is a really sad song. And I don't know if I could just be hit with that you know, minute after minute, hour after hour. Yeah. It is a beautiful song, though. No, it is. I do like that song, but but it's so sad. We at work, you know, I work, I, I, I work at a in in the tap room at a brewery. We that song comes on, we hit next because we're not about to bring down the mood. Yeah, that's just not a vibe that you want when you're out at a brewery. (laughs) And then the last song I have on here uh, that I that didn't make the cut was "Monster" by Imagine Dragons. It's the way that he pronounces "monster." Monster, mon. The way he pronounces it, it just drives me insane. It's very specific. I've never heard that song before. That it comes on at work. Honestly, you uh, okay. Could, you I was could put say, any... are you listening to Imagine Dragons albums in the background no. here? No, I'm not. <laughs> you could put any Imagine Dragons song on this list, and it would belong for me. I and I'm throwing I, hands. It really, it, <laughs> it really upsets me. I I dislike their music very much. So, all right, let's wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, let's wrap this up. So yeah, that is our weird experimental episode where we just kind of, you know, we need to work some things out. <laughs> we yeah. need to talk some things if out. If anything, I think we learned a lot about each other. And we learned a if, lot about each other. If we ever really want to fuck with Corey, it's tub thumping. We just got to play that. I, I actually wish you didn't tell me that. I mean, I, I for you. I, I wish, wish I you. didn't tell anyone about any of these things. I feel like <laughs> yeah. someone could come up to me and just have ammo whenever they want to upset me. Yeah, this is actually yeah. probably a terrible idea. But you know, I I'm glad we did it. It was an interesting experience. Um, hopefully, you all enjoy it. If not, let us know. If yeah, you do, definitely let, let us know. know. <laughs> and if you and if you want to send me a message about how lo- how much you love the Lumineers, now you know what I think about you. <laughs> 
Yeah. So that's about it. Follow us on Back Porch Media on Instagram at Porchback Media on Twitter. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Rate, review, you know. Subscribe, follow all us, that, all that yeah. sort of stuff. So you know when episodes come out. If you care that much, please tell me you care that much. <laughs> please do. <laughs> I, I, I need a I need a I need a good thing after this experience. <laughs> Basically torturing ourselves. Oh, so you want to hear top uh, thumping please, again? Please. Uh, all right, guys. Thank Joey, you. Joey, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All, all right. Fun. See y'all later. Bye.